0: Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. Hi, here we are again on Ires on the Road.
1: We're Ayers in the snow today. We're sitting in Park City looking out the window at a blinding snowstorm just getting started. The snow is on the hills. Makes you want to sing over the river and through the woods, but Thanksgiving's over and now... Christmas is coming on. It's an exciting time for families, honey. Oh,
0: it is. Remember how excited you were when a child, when you were a child? But you know oh, what? Yes. Now giving is has taken over for the grandparents more than getting. And it is so fun to give gifts.
1: Oh, boy. And to, and to help kids give gifts. A lot of you know that all of our life with kids, we had a firm separation. Christmas Eve was no getting, no Santa Claus, just giving the kids giving to others then we just let it go crazy with Santa on christmas morning
0: and i think we talked worked about that last week it um, when we were with shawnee we were in arizona we have a new engagement to announce oh, our boy, second granddaughter is just our, engaged. our oldest
1: granddaughter our second grandchild right right engaged to be married oh my gosh we're so happy for him does anything bring more joy than I was going to say than Christmas, but then an engagement of a grandchild.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Goodness. I had come home for a concert at home to Utah. And uh, honestly, Shawnee and her daughter, Claire, got on Instagram or on FaceTime. And <laughs> I thought they'd swallowed a mouse. They, they were so excited. I mean, I guess you wouldn't be excited about sawing a mouse, but I wish I had a picture of those faces like, what could have happened? What could have happened? They were so excited and it was that their daughter and sister had just gotten engaged over in Hawaii. They're over at We Hawaii. could go on and Hawaii. on
1: about that, but you're probably you've probably had enough of that. But yeah. uh, I think it's more exciting than when our kids got engaged in a way because we can just celebrate. We don't have to worry about any of the actual details or well, the wedding. or that.
0: True, it's it's easier. Let's say not more exciting, but yeah. it's certainly easier to uh, watch from afar and help around the edges.
1: Hey, another thing that's really important at Christmas time, Linda. I know you'll agree because we've been doing this down in Arizona this week, and that is reading stories to children at Christmas. Is there anything more wonderful than sitting around a lighted Christmas tree in the evening, maybe with a fire going, and reading some of these fabulous Christmas storybooks, which are the most imaginative, I think, of all children's books. And a lot of them have a goal, they have a motive to teach love or to teach giving or to teach caring. And a lot of them do it really well.
0: They do. You know, it it reminds me, we just had an opportunity to do that this week. And we don't have little kids around here all the time, but we visited our son in his classroom and third graders, and we, Shawnee and Richard and I went in there and Honestly, he has it decorated to the hilt and turned down the lights. The Christmas tree was blazing and he handed this fabulous book to us to read to these little children.
1: And it was so So picture this. The lights are off. Just the tree is lit. Here's these 30 little third graders who are the cutest age in the world anyway. right? Oh, they're they're so cute. And we're going to read them this book called The Quilt Maker's Gift.
0: Oh, my goodness. It was so fun.
1: And you, some of you have probably seen it, it's a popular book about a greedy old king that only wanted to own everything. And. Won't spoil the story, but uh, he If changes, you haven't read it, you should
0: get it. Shawnee and I took turns reading it, and then we asked the kids once in a while, what do you think is going to happen? And honestly, there were some of them that should be story writers of their <laughs> own. They know. had made up, they made
1: up their own endings. Wow.
0: <laughs> it was so cute, though, and it was a delightful ending. It was one of my favorite moments it, of it Christmas so far. It was a
1: great one. So, and I, I know a lot of you parents, I mean, it's pretty common wisdom that the more you read to your children, I mean, it has so many benefits, right? You're teaching them things, but you're also close together in an intimate setting any time of the year. Nothing better than bedtime stories. We advocate bedtime stories about ancestors, but that's a topic for another day. But no time more than at Christmas, Linda, because there's just no setting quite like a tree and, and lights and and beauty and, and just, you know, that little setting and reading and there's, there's no genre where there's more better children's books than Christmas.
0: And isn't it crazy that we just can't find the time to do that anymore? Shawnee's favorite thing was reading with her little kids around every they, night. I think but we find
1: time, it's hard,
0: night. but we should But as they get older and teenagers have yeah. so much stuff going on in their lives, it gets harder, but two it's or th- so important.
1: Two or three of our children do it every single night, I mean, they read it children's book every night sometimes with older kids it's a chapter book where oh, they yeah. read one chapter each night and they have their advent calendars and everything ties in together but today on the show we're doing an interesting little nexus or the sort of coming together of two really powerful parenting thoughts that really fit well together and the first one as you know is how important it is to read to our children especially the little children and especially at Christmas time But the other thought, you know, there's this wonderful thing called joy school that many of you identify us with because we've been sort of pioneering this joy school where the whole goal is to teach preschoolers joy. Don't worry about responsibility or early academics when they're little preschoolers. Teach them the fullness of the social and emotional joys that can make their childhood wonderful. And... What a lot of people don't know is that there are two joy school storybooks, and these are stories we wrote some of them, we had help on others that are specifically designed to teach a particular kind of joy, and they're not Christmas stories, all of them. Although one one is that we're going to read to you today, but um, these are available. They're you know they're they're wonderful, and we're gonna we're gonna share some of them with you not only to illustrate how beautiful stories can be in teaching a particular principle for children, but also illustrating how joy is the focal point we all ought to have in our minds at Christmas time. So should we start off with a Christmas story, Linda?
0: Well, sure, and we haven't read this for a few years. This book (laughs) is old, and maybe some of you have seen it if you've done Joy School, but it is, illustrated by different artists, and actually uh, Shawnee and Saren did a couple of these in the olden days.
1: And again, they're each designed to teach a particular joy. This first one, which is appropriate given what we've been talking about, is called the Ping-Pong Ball and the Christmas Tree Bulb. And it is written, believe it or not, to illustrate the joy of being happy with who you are and recognizing and feeling secure in your own uniqueness, as opposed to wanting to be like someone else, which is a big problem with little kids. So we're gonna give it a go here.
0: Once upon a time near Christmas, there were two friends. One was a ping pong ball and the other was a Christmas tree bulb. Late each night after the people were in in the house, went to bed. The ball and the bulb would talk. Even though they were friends, they were jealous of each other. The ping-pong ball would say to the Christmas tree bulb, Bulb, you are so lucky. You just hang there all day and people look at you and say how pretty you are. I spend the whole day getting hit with a paddle. The bulb would say, You're the one who's lucky all day you get to play with the children. They hold you and pat you and have fun with you. And I just hang, hang, hang. No one ever touches me or plays with me.
1: (laughs) Are you getting excited?
0: Must be. On
1: Christmas Eve, when Santa came, he had one of his magic elves with him. The elf heard what the ball and the bulb were saying. And he said to them, would you two like to change places? Oh, they both said yes. And with one wave of his hand the elf turned the ball into a bulb and the bulb into a ball just before the elf went up the chimney with santa he said the only way you can change back into what you were is to get very very wet
0: (laughs) at first the bulb was happy being a ball the children picked him up and played with him But after a while, he got dizzy from flying through the air, and soon he began to miss the tree branch where he used to live. He wanted to be back there doing what he was supposed to do, hanging nice and still and looking pretty.
1: The ball was happy for a few minutes being a bulb. He enjoyed being shiny and bright, and after a while, though, he got bored. His neck hurt from hanging on the tree, and he missed the children and the paddles. He realized that he was meant to be a ping-pong ball. He was good at that, and he was not good at being a bulb. Both the ball and the bulb were sad. They wanted to be themselves again. Soon they were both wishing that someone would throw water on them so they could change back. They got more and more sad. Finally, they got so sad that they started to cry. Their tears got them wet, and suddenly they changed back into themselves.
0: Wow, (laughs) what a story. It
1: doesn't work quite as well without the illustrations. The illustrations illustrations are are really cute.
0: They're so cute. That came out of your mind, honey, a lot of years ago. This mind is so great. Wait a
1: second. Now, this was illustrated by a lovely Joy School mom named Karen Foster, and she really did a good job on that. So that's the kind of little short stories and again, that's not just to illustrate joy school stories, but a lot of times the best stories for little guys, little preschoolers, are short ones. Right. You know, and the then
0: attention the attention span
1: of the eight year olds yeah. that we were reading to the other day, they we, we could have gone on for hours with them. Yeah, they were exactly. so caught up in the story. Um, let's read one more before we before we take a break. I think we have time. Uh, three minutes. Well, let's not let's we'll come back and read you two more after the break. But let's talk in general about this for a minute, honey, what do you think? I mean, everyone knows that it's good to read to children. But why? Let's really explore that. Why? What is the magic? What does it do? What happens? What transpires when a parent is reading to a child or to a couple of children?
0: Well, first of all, there's a closeness that you can only get while you're reading a story because the child is usually engrossed in what, not always, but engrossed in what you're saying. But most of all, it puts them into a different world. You know, they've been in their their hard world. I mean, it's hard for moms, it's hard for dads, it's hard for kids, but it puts them into an entirely new world. And it's so wonderful to think and imagine and, and You know go to a place where they haven't been
1: i think that's exactly right and usually i mean picture yourself doing this usually when you're reading to a child you're cuddled up with that child that little little boy or little girl or both are on your lap and you're seated comfortably and there's a warmth to it physically and emotionally and the picture books. I'm, that's why I love. You know, I, I, I there's a lot of things I wish. I wish I was a musician. I wish I was an artist. I wish I could, you know, create some of these fabulous. To, to have a really good children's book, it's got to have fabulous illustrations that that appeal to both an adult and a child. And there are some that do to one, and some that do to another. But that pulls the child in, and then they listen to every word. And don't turn the pages too fast. Sometimes you want to take your time, read a page, and let the child look at the picture for a while. Some of them take a few minutes to assimilate.
0: Yeah, and sometimes if they're just a few words on a page, it goes by fast, but before uh, you leave that, I do have to say um, I wish we had pictures here on the radio because there is a picture of Richard sitting on a couch in a five-story walk up in New York City with Zara, a three-year-old on his lap, two and a half-year-old, I guess, on his on one knee, and then he's holding Dean, this little baby, on the other, and he's reading this story to Zara, and they're both so engrossed engr- that, that you didn't notice that Dean's head is hanging off, <laughs> just almost and, and touching And he threw the up cabbage. on me,
1: I think, if I remember. If I, remember I don't remember know about that thought.
0: day or not, but it was so funny. It's such a funny picture because you're totally unaware of Dean who was asleep, but he just looked like his head was going to fall off. And there was Zara totally wrapped up in the story. And
1: one more suggestion I'm going to make, and a lot of you are way ahead of me on this, but when you're reading books to children, especially young children, um, pause not only to look at the pictures a little longer, ask them some questions. Ask them, what do you think's going to happen on the next page before you turn the page? Or ask them, why do you think he did that? or ask him look at his face why does he look like that yeah let the child really get into it and, and don't tell him those things don't give them the answers. just ask him. they'll come up i'll tell you right they'll come up with some answers that are better than you could give
0: yeah kids are so delightful so hang on and we are going to just take a short break and then we'll be back with another couple of awesome stories Welcome back to Iyer's On The Road. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. And we're back. We're talking about reading to children today, which is such a fun thing.
1: Yes, we are reading to children at Christmas time, and reading them children that teach them something. And again, it's got to be age appropriate. You don't want to read a toddler book to a 10-year-old and you don't want to read a kind of a complicated book to a 3-year-old. But we're reading you a couple stories today from a joy school storybook to illustrate how much a story can teach about a particular value. We're going to read you one now called Zowd the Cloud.
0: Geared to three, four, and five-year-olds. Now,
1: this is illustrated by a wonderful friend of ours named Andrea Bergen. And it's designed to teach the value of giving and sharing, and how, not the value of that, but the joy of that. That's the whole beauty of the whole joy, teaching joy idea. Is that when, when a child feels a certain kind of joy, he will repeat it because he wants that feeling again. So here's out the Cloud. Over a fountain of water in a bog, the wind blew hard and created a fog and out of the fog, the wind blew a cloud. The cloud was quite cute and called itself Zaud.
0: The wind said, Zaud, as they flew from the fountains. Let your rain fall here over these high mountains. The mountains need rain so their trees will grow, and if you let yours fall now, it will turn into snow. But Zaud said, no, he said, no, 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 no. I don't want my rain to turn into snow. I'm looking so lovely and growing so plump. If I let my rain go, I'm quite sure I will
1: slump. Aha, we turn the page and it goes on. Then the wind blows out over desert sand. Rain is so important here in this dry and cracked land. Let it drip, let it drip, yelled the wind as they passed. I will fill up the streams. It will make the flowers last. Oh, I couldn't. No, I couldn't, Soud said with a sigh. If I let my, my rain go, I could feel so, so dry. Who cares about cactuses and flowers and such? Oh, I'd help if I could, but the cost is too much.
0: They came to a lake on the side of a hill. Come on, said the wind. It could, it, it could use a refill. If you let your rain fall, then the lakes will not shrink, and the people below will have something to drink. But Zhao said, forget it. I'll just let them be. Let them care for themselves, and let them care for me. I'm so big and so strong and so fluffy and black. Now just leave me alone. Just get off my back.
1: Hmm. Um, Wow, I'm into it. I can hardly turn the page. So the wind blew away and left Zaud on his own. But before very long, the clouds started to moan. He felt heavy and ugly and selfish and slow. He had no one to talk to and nowhere to go. I want to be happy, Zoud said, and I thought if I kept all my rain, I would be, but I'm not. I'll make others happy. I'll be happy as well. And he called for the wind and he started to swell. Then he flew to the desert. With the
0: lightning and thunder, he splashed his rain down upon all that was under. The flowers leaped up and the brown land turned green. Zald felt happy and giving and no longer mean.
1: With a glad gust, the wind pushed him on with his flight and lifted him high over mountain of white. He dropped out his rain and it fell down like snow and he saw happy faces and smiles from below.
0: He was smaller and white when he came to the lake, but he still had more water. He gave it a shake. His rain splattered down and the lake started growing, and all of Zaud's giving had now started showing. Zaud was shrunken and skinny, no thinner than paper. In fact, he wasn't a cloud, he was only a vapor.
1: But the wind pushed him skillfully over the ocean and pushed him down low with a powerful motion. Then Zaud started to grow and replenish and build. Water rose in the steam until Zaud was quite filled, and he floated right off to start giving once more because he'd learned a good lesson from what had happened before. If you share and you give and you make others feel glad, you'll always be happy yourself much more often than sad. (laughs) Well, again, we're just trying to illustrate. Now, again, if you could see the pictures, the kid is into it, a little kid. He's seeing the cloud get swollen and ugly. And then he's seeing it release and give, and he's seeing how happy it makes him. And then that's a perfect example of the kind of a story where you're done with the story, but you're not done with the discussion. What made that cloud feel happy? What made him feel sad? Does that work with people too, as well as clouds? I mean, it's easy, it's obvious what you ask, but I promise you, little children will give you answers that are so cute and so surprising that'll keep the conversation going. It's
0: amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's things that you could never think of. The things that come out of the mind of a child are just remarkable. Um, I do have to say that storytelling, whether it's these small little stories or chapters, books we do have a family Sadie and Jeff have been reading to their kids since they were tiny and a lot of chapter books now and I can't say that we did that with our kids but wow are they good listeners they are good listeners I think it helps in school it helps everywhere in fact Shawnee who was on the show last week our daughter um, has been reading the Narnia series uh, CS Lewis uh, Narnia series with Lucy who is a child with some special needs, and its I think it's changed her life. She is quite a remarkable child. She's amazing.
1: Well, I think you make a really good point, Linda, and I wouldn't have thought of that. But listening, the skill of listening, what better way to teach it to children? And, frankly, the skill of talking, the skill of expression. The the beautiful thing about reading to a 5- or 6- or 7-year-old is that They can read. Some of them can. Some of them read pretty well. And it's so much fun to read alternating pages. And you, as an adult, read a page and then let the child be sure you read it through first and be sure that there are words the child can read. And then you put feeling and expression and pauses and emphasis as you read. And then listen how the child will pick up on that
0: and get get
1: dramatic and get out of this monotone that, you know, when kids are just reading, you know, for, for an assignment or something. They, they, they tend to have this monotone sort of voice that's a little removed and almost bored. But get them into the real kind of reading that can make a difference in their life. Um, let's just do one more. And this is another winter one since, because of the season. And um, it's called Susie's New Mittens. And it's illustrated by one of your best friends. Bobby Snow.
0: Bobby Snow. Wow, I've got to show that to her. That's been a few years. So cute.
1: So I'll start this one. One day, Susie got to go shopping with her mother. When they got to the big department store, mommy had an idea. Susie, you need some new mittens. I'll take you over to the lady who sells them and give you some money. This is not Christmas shopping. This is another time. You can make your own decision about which mittens you want you might begin the feeling this is a story to teach the joy of making a choice, a decision, which a lot of kids are really not so good at. (laughs) The lady will watch for you and I'll come back in a half hour to see which pair you chose. Whoa,
0: that's, this is written a while ago. I don't think any mother's gonna leave their child for half an hour. Well,
1: with the, the lady, stories. with the lady who's showing her the, 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 the right, mittens. That lady
0: could be tired after half an hour <laughs> anyway. No, no, anyway, trusted sorry, lady. sorry, just aside. <laughs> Susie thought it was a great idea. Mommy said, maybe you should get the kind where your fingers are all in together. They're warmer than the kind of the place for each finger, but you can make your own choice.
1: It's up to you. The lady, who was a good friend of the mother and and was trusted, showed Susie all different kinds of mittens and gloves. Susie was excited to make her own decision. She started trying them on. She tried on some that had a place for each
0: finger, even though she knew they weren't as warm.
1: And she tried on some very fat, fluffy, woolly ones where all the fingers were together and the thumb was just by itself.
0: She tried on some shiny gray and red ones that the lady said were waterproof. There were so many kinds. This was a hard decision. Then the lady had to help someone else for a minute, and she said Susie, Susie could try on any mittens that she liked.
1: So Susie saw some wonderful striped ones. They were very thick and woolly and warm, and all the fingers, even the thumb, went in together. She tried them on and decided they were the ones she wanted.
0: The lady came back and said, are you sure you want those, Susie? Susie said, yes, I've made my decision. The lady said, but Susie, those are, so... just then they heard a laugh. They turned to see Susie's mother. She put her arm around Susie and said, I think you made a very interesting decision, Susie. Susie we'll take them. And if you ever get tired of wearing them on your hands, you can wear them on your feet. <laughs>
1: we're trying to throw a little humor in there so decision-making and and here's another thing we wanted to say on the show today a lot of you parents don't give yourself enough credit for being really excellent storytellers yourself I mean in a way this little joy school storybooks is proof of that because we wrote most of the stories and we don't think of ourselves as writers for children but I'm telling you when an adult loves a child and when you want to think of a way to teach a certain thing to that child you have the power and the capacity to to be pretty creative more than you think and i'm so tired of hearing parents say, oh i couldn't do that i'm not a storyteller i'm not a writer hey there's no risk involved here you're telling this to your child right no (laughs) one's going to say Oh, that's a stupid story. Well, the child might say that actually, <laughs> <laughs> but you're not going to get judged for this. And what we've found over time is when parents try to make up a little story, in fact, we know some parents who do it in the summertime as a serial and they'll tell, they'll start telling a story and it, oftentimes it's about the child. And, and some imaginary friend, so the child feels involved and they'll start telling the story and they'll bring it to a really exciting point and then they'll say, to be continued. And the child will say, I want to hear more. Tomorrow night, we'll pick up right where we left off if you go right to sleep.
0: <laughs> In fact, you have to admit that you did that with the kids when they were little. <laughs> <laughs> and we were up at the Bear Lake. They all slept in the same room. And so you went up there and told stories about Mirrorland. And they all had a Mirrorland name that was attached to them. And oh, so oh, my everybody gosh. Everybody had a Mirrorland name, and they were hilarious names. And they remember that to this day.
1: I have not thought of that for quite a long time. If we had more time, I would try to recreate Mirrorland. But the point of that was... They could see the people in the in the storybook if they just went and looked in the mirror, and the person looked a lot like them, only the hair was parted on the opposite side, and so on. <laughs> that was their that was um, that was uh, Boa Constrictor, which was what Noah's <laughs> name was in Mirrorland.
0: You should name a few <laughs> other ones. They came up with some pretty wild names. They really do remember that, though, to this day.
1: We are out of time, I'm sorry to say, but we love reading to children. I hope you can tell. You will love it, and you probably already do. And enjoy it. doing
0: it at Christmas time. It's the best time of
1: year to read. Merry Christmas. See you next week on Hires on the Road. Bye bye.